two years down the road, you get hired to be um, <clears throat> on one of those ghost hunting TV shows. Okay. You're paired with a uh, Catholic battle priest named Benedict Orlando. What's the premise of the show? It's called America's Most Sarcastic Ghosts. And what it is, is you guys travel around the nation uh, and try. It's like a ghost hunting show. We're looking for very sarcastic ghosts. So not only can we communicate with them, but we can like discern like what, the, what they what they're saying. Yeah. And we can be choosy enough to have an, a show where we only talk to sarcastic ghosts. Yeah. We guys have like a tip line and stuff. People call. They're like, yeah, there's being haunted. And he's so fucking sarcastic. And then in the background, you just hear, no, I'm not. So we can hear the ghosts over the phone. Yeah. Is there like a spike in ghost activity for some reason? Um, No, there was just a scientist who finally created the right technology to talk to ghosts. Dr. Emma. It's just Emma. Like Cher? Yeah. Essentially the uh, share of the medical world. What does that mean? I don't know how you perceive share at this point. Just like a total like legend. Okay. So Dr. Emma creates these like little implants you put in your ear where <clears throat> they allow you to tune into ghosts. Okay. And we so, can see them. Yeah. There's like so many ghosts. Well, so many ghost TV shows rather. Because now we can all talk to ghosts. Okay, and we're looking f exclusively for sarcastic ghosts. Yeah. So you go to one, it's in um, Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah. It's a, uh, <clears throat> a Bannigan's. Okay. It's one of the last remaining Bannigan's. Why? Um, it's just the last one that's still open. The other one's shut down. It's the very last Bannigan's. Yeah, there's a, like a, a moat around it and like a wall. They're like, people have been trying to take us down for years now. The other Bennigans, the reason Bennigans went out of business is that other restaurants, they would uh, like attack them, like Game of Thrones style, you know? The restaurant wars? Yep. And uh, so they, and you know, House uh, Bennigan isn't very big. Uh, so. But they have one still proud standing Bennigans. Yeah. They are, that, that, the people that are that Bennigans, they stand as straight and proud as you would expect. I don't expect anything. Every morning, Benigans. as part of the uh, pre-shift, uh, the manager has like a long uh, ruler yeah. and make sure that everybody is like standing up straight. They always are. The pride that they have as the last remaining Bennigans in America, it'll get them through any siege. And it has. So There's been times when the, the Bennigans was cut off from like supplies and stuff like that for like a month. And Commander Bucket, he... Uh, Is that like the general manager of the Bennigans? Yeah. What's his name? Harvey Bucket. Commander Harvey Bucket. Yeah, he uh, helped fight off, you know, the invaders and stuff like that. So when it's actually... Invaders, what, what do you mean by that? Like... People from Chili's. A Chili's will like go into a Burger King and steal the restaurant and turn into a Chili's? Yeah, what'll happen is, well, no, they just destroy them. It's, so what'll happen is like 
Chili's will like uh, these different restaurants. If they get uh, decided to declare war on each other or whatever, they you know raise their banners and call all the employees in for a big meeting, and then they kind of go off and do what they have to do. And all the employees from restaurant A will physically fight all the employees from restaurant B. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Pat. Not always at the same time. They kind of like will target certain ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they don't have the backup, dude, you're fucked. You're fucked. If someone calls out. You know, that's bad. You're fucked. So, yeah. So, if somebody calls in sick, that's the time to strike. Yeah. So, anyway. So, anyway. So, all this, like, uh, stuff is going on, you know. And uh, <laughs> what ends up happening is uh, you kind of, like, travel around, have these adventures. Yeah. Find sarcastic ghosts. When you were in a... Uh, Benedict Orlando and I. Yeah. So, again... What is go- his role on the show? So his role is that he is the religion expert. He's like, and he studied ghosts and he studied all this stuff. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm a Catholic, but, uh, you know, I believe in ghosts. So I'm like the play-by-play guy narrating the adventure, but he's the one who's like the color analyst who's like giving more context for what's going on. They have you on because they're like, you know, you're comfortable being in front of cameras and like, you know, you can think on your feet and stuff like that. Uh, So... And also, so when they hired you, me as a comedian yeah. to host this show. And also, one time, uh, you were doing a ghost hunt, and um, one of like the light, one of the lights in the room exploded. And you screamed yeah. like a girl. And yeah, you just thought I, it was really funny. I'd be terrified. So they were like, "Yeah, you're definitely in." Yeah. So uh, that night, when you're in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana, and the last remaining uh, Bennigans in the country, you guys are there. You know. Yeah. And uh, you walk in there, and it is dead quiet. Are there any other guests? No one. Someone says every. Uh, someone says if everything's gone like black and white. The fuck does that mean? Suddenly, uh, from like around the corner, son of a bitch, comes this like super, like very sarcastic ghost like think of like the most sarcastic guy that you ever worked with yeah it's like that times too oh gross so you show up and, and you're like he just looks at you and he just he's just like ugh, like rolls his eyes and you kind of like what well, like you kind of talk to him and you're like what's your deal and he kind of you know gives like a little interview but the whole time he's just being very sarcastic and very cutting to you just being kind of rude and um you guys are like all right well there you have it another successful mission on America's most sarcastic ghosts. Cameras cut off. The guy's like, "Oh, I love your show." I go, "I don't give a fuck. You're a ghost." And then I leave. Well, if we're done, let's get the fuck out of here. So you're you're doing the show, and actually things are going pretty well as far as uh, your professional life goes. Yeah, personal life not as much. Uh, you and your girlfriend have broken up. Um, she. Wants to be the first person to race uh, a turtle and a tortoise on the moon. She's like, I want to see who'd win. I think it'd be pretty funny. It'd be a good bit. So she's. Uh, that is not something that my girlfriend would do in a million lifetimes. Go to the moon exclusively to race a turtle and a tortoise? Yeah. She loves. 
the moon and she loves animals. We're so gonna have to get them little tor- helmets. They're gonna have to have turtle spacesuits, Pat. Oh, look, leave that to, to NASA, okay? Uh, so she's like, "Look, I gotta focus on this right now. I know you have a lot going on with this show, with the ghosts and stuff." She's like, "Oh, this is great. You know, I just, you know, I gotta make a clean break, you know." And you're like, "I know, babe." She actually does make it to the moon, and um, like, like, like one night you look up and uh, she has one of those like. Uh, you know, spacecraft, uh, what do you call them things? Shuttle? Yeah, No, not the shuttle thing that, that they dr- drove around. A rover? Yeah. She uses the rover to write, hi, Aaron. On the surface of the moon. Yeah. So large that it's visible from Earth. Yeah. Hope you're doing good. She writes a fucking sentence. and you'll, There'll always be a piece of you in my heart, babe. She writes me a love note on the moon. Yeah. On the moon. Yeah. That would take so long. Eventually she meets like space aliens and stuff. And on the moon? Yeah. Some Martians and stuff. So uh, that we just, just never observed these moon men. No. No. Or women. And then they, um, she just like willingly goes with them for some, like an adventure. So she's gone. Um, somewhere in the depths of outer space. So, um, you're hanging out, you're single, you know, and things are going well, like I said, on the uh, professional side, but yeah. personal, not really. Not really, yeah. Why, yeah, I'm shattered. You're not doing good. Yeah, why would, I, why would I be doing good? She has left me for a fucking moon man adventure. They disappear. Aliens that live on the moon that we have had no idea that they were there. No. Took my girlfriend on an adventure. Yeah. What about the turtle and the tortoise? Did she just leave them too? No one knows what happened to them. But they do have the last uh, known recording of their interaction. Yeah. It's an alien being like, oh, why don't you come with us? Which Mad one? on. I'm walking here. And then they like disappear. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, so you're single. And uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> one day you kind of like throw yourself into your work. Yeah. You kind of deal with your grief. Uh you're kind of like a worked like a double worked all day basically come home walk into your room you're like man am i tired yeah go to the bathroom and as you walk in you look at the mirror and inside that mirror is the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life what do you do a shriek and terror. <laughs> I mean, there, I, there's a fucking person in my mirror, Pat. I think I'm losing it. She, you see her kind of shriek and terror, and like also kind of like great, be kind of weirded out. But then she's like peers back out at you, and you see your mouth the words, "Who are you? What do you do?" I would go, "Who the fuck are you?" And you see your mouth the words, um. My name's, uh, I can read her lips. Yeah. She goes, yeah. Cause you had, um, you've, uh, recently learned how to read lips. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, you had a, um, picked up a side gig. Yeah. Uh, where you would go to like, uh, plays 
And uh, all the people in the cheap seats could barely hear what was going on. You could read the art of the people's lips and you would just tell them what was happening. <sighs> that sounds like the worst fucking job in the history of jobs. Holy shit. How much did I make doing that? Uh, 200 bucks a day. You just kind of did every once in a while, but you're just like, it'll be a, a nice little chunk of change on the side. So I'm reading her lips and she says, what to me? She says, uh, Oh, so she goes, she goes, who are you? And then you said, what the... Who the fuck are you? And she goes, my name is uh, Deborah Darling. Deborah Darling. She kind of like self-consciously giggles and she's like, oh, yeah, that's just how our names sound like. Uh, there's, uh, every name in the where I come from has alliteration. I'm from the Mirrorverse. Great. Why are you in my mirror? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, I, I'm kind of stuck here. I can't really do anything. And it's pretty late at this point. And she and you go, look, I'm just going to go to bed. And you do. You dream of a howling void. You wake up. Next day, Deborah Darling is still in the mirror. And basically over the next couple of months. Um, I'm probably hanging something up over that mirror. I don't know what I would, I would probably get rid of that mirror somehow. You can't get rid of the mirror because it would break your lease. So you don't do it. Fuck. And that you do actually put up the, um, that uh, you cover the mirror for a little bit, but after a while you're kind of like, this is silly. What, what am I doing? And you pull it down. What am I doing? I'm preventing somebody from another fucking verse from looking in on my everyday life. That's exactly what I'm doing. So you do that, and like you're kind of like annoyed, and you're like, I gotta, I'm going to give this woman a piece of my mind. You rip down the cover, and you guys actually like get to know each other and stuff. God damn it, Pat. And um, like, like to the point where like you tell her about like your work day and stuff. She knows like the name of your boss. She knows who the most annoying people are. Yeah, like she's you- stuck in a goddamn mirror, Pat. What else is she going to do than talk to the only person who's there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And so, and it starts as an unlikely friendship. Don't even do this. You actually brought in uh, like your laptop and you guys would watch movies together and stuff like that. And she was just like, man, we don't, aren't, the movies we have in the Mirrorverse are really bad. She's like, yeah, they're just mostly educational uh, films about soil. So you show her like fucking like Mortal Kombat 2 and she just thinks it's rules. Um, you just show her movies like that. Am I working for the bottom up? You just show her those kinds of movies. Why? Why because, am I not showing her anything good? Because you're like, you know, it seems like she has a, she's, you know, amused pretty easily. So fuck it. Let's just watch what I want to watch. So you put on like. Okay. Yeah. You put on like Under Siege and Under Siege 2. Oh, man. I don't want to see that shit. You guys watch. Um, fucking. You watch these movies over and over and over again. Yeah. Roadhouse. You watch it about six times. Roadhouse is, you know, a good movie on its own. So, like, you tell her about, like I said, your day. Yeah. All this stuff. She tells you about her world. The Mirrorverse is kind of a strange world. She's like, it's really hard to describe. Every once in a while, we get stuck in these mirrors, though. How do you get out? And she goes, that's kind of tough. And she's like, let's just change the subject. And so. I mean, um, how do you, what, I mean, what's the alternative? Like, being stuck in this mirror forever? She she kind of shrugs. She goes, I don't know, I guess. Goes, why do I don't know. I, I just, I'd rather not tell you. Why don't you want to get out? And she goes, and she looks at you, and she goes, because I love you, Aaron. God damn And it. you kind of feel the same way. 
Patch, she's in a fucking mirror. <laughs> she's in a mirror. Yeah, and you fall in love. So she's like, uh, I'm not going to fall in love with a woman in a goddamn mirror. Pat. But you did. You guys really got to know each other I'm pretty not well. Do that. You guys, um, you like I said, you introduced her to film. Um, she showed you in the mirror verse. There's this um, thing. You, instead of playing music, they have different. They have shards of glass that they uh, uh, hold in front of like the sun. You know what I mean? And then like it turns the crystal into different colors depending upon the angle that you hold it at. So instead of playing music, they just like make these light shows. So she does these celestial light shows for you. You show a roadhouse and roadhouse too, and like it's like a, a pretty cool relationship. And you do feel feelings for her, man. And you don't really know what to do because she clearly doesn't want to talk about it. I couldn't ever introduce her to anyone I know. Yeah. There would be no physical relationship whatsoever. Yeah. I, I mean, what's a, what's the future with somebody stuck in a fucking mirror, Pat? So she goes, all right, Aaron, I'll tell you. She goes, if you want to get me out of this mirror so we can be together, she goes, I need you to retrieve... The winter's blade of sorrow. That's the only thing that can slice through our dimensions. Well, what's the alternative? Do I throw you in the dumpster? Do I break the mirror? You like you've tried to break the mirror before. It like it, it cannot be shattered. She goes. Do you accept the quest? No, I don't. I'm just gonna live out my lease and then move. I'm gonna just yeah. gonna move. The day know? that you, uh, in fact, I would probably even call the landlord. Yeah, like that say, night. Hey, yeah, probably. It, as soon as I discover there's a woman in the mirror, Pat. Yeah, I'm gonna call the fucking landlord. You call. It's like yeah. an answer machine. It's like, okay. hello, this is Herb Herbers. I'm landlord at large. I am out of the office until Tuesday. Please leave a message. I don't leave a message. I wait. I hang up and I wait until Tuesday. So like while you're waiting, like, do you go back to that bathroom at all? No. I mean, I'm going to avoid that mirror as much as possible. But when we walk in, you can see her frantically mouthing at you. I'm Aaron. I'm going to hang the winter's blade. Going to hang something over that mirror. Yeah. To where I don't have to look into it. So you kind of do that. And uh, it's like Monday night. The night before Tuesday. Yeah. Let's knock on the door. What do you do? I look through the peephole. It's uh, your night mailman. Night mail is like this big thing now. Yeah. They're like, it's like the mail, but at night. There's a guy standing there. He's like, I got a package for Mr. Brooks. I open the door. He's like, could you sign for this, please? I sign for it. I say thank you very much. He goes, thank you. He goes, it's people like you that make this job worth it. Thank you, nightmare man. He just kind of like disappears into smoke. Great, what a fucking night. So, uh, in th- there's a package. It's a, uh, you know, it says your address on it. Yeah. The return address is just a deep blue L. Yeah. What do you do? I open the package. Inside is a uh, knife. There's a sticky note attached to it. Yeah. And it said, 
thought you could use some help. Dot, dot, dot. Then underneath it says, ha, 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 ha. From the Lanolax Corporation. And you look down at this blade, and you know in your heart, that's the winter's blade of sorrow. Okay. What do you do? I would go back to the mirror. And she's like looking at you. I would show her the blade. And she's freaking out. She's like, that's that's the blade. I would tell her I didn't go get it. It showed up in a package on my doorstep. She's like, from who? The Lanolax Corporation. She's like, I don't think I know what that is. She goes, I don't think we have those. and I don't know if we have them in the Mirrorverse. But this is it? She goes, that's exactly it. She goes, Aaron, if you shatter the mirror with that, I can come into your world. I can be a real person. We can be together. And you, like, long for her. This changes everything, though. How is she going to get, a, like, a job? She probably doesn't have, like, an ID. How is she? I mean, she's not on, the, she's not in the system. Right. You just think to yourself, like, you've thought about that before. You go, you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. What do you do? It sounds like I am madly in love with this woman. And you are. You dream of her. Then I fucking break the mirror. Do I, am I, am I over my ex? It's a thing where you're like, you know, a part of you feels like you'll always miss her. But also yeah. you're like, you know what? I need to, it's not healthy for me to pine how, after how this. How long are we talking space woman. What? What's the time frame on from when that happened to now? Um, It's been a few months. Okay. And also she like left with a bunch of aliens. So I don't, I don't think she's coming back. So as you uh, bring uh, the knife down, you see in her eyes, just her eyes shine. They shine like diamonds. They tear up with happiness. Yeah. She's about to be with the man she loves. Yeah. You shatter the mirror and then all the glass shards uh, go into your neck. God damn it, Pat. She steps through the shattered mirror and then she goes, oh, my love, I, oh no. And you fall over and you, <laughs> you hit your head on your uh, bath. You just bleed out. <laughs> she takes over your lease. Well, good for her, I guess. That fucking sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Due to a uh, misunderstanding in your will, I don't give a shit. They, um, I'm dead. Throw your body into the James River. Oh, well, let my body poison the James. It does. 20 people die. Oh, you're shit. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking dead. That sucks. <laughs>